I know that some people will say, I like more of a word than the worship time. It's a, it's a mistake. <laughs> it's a mistake. Because Satan also knows the word. I think I can take you to scripture where Satan quoted the words. It's not the knowledge of a word that will save you. It's the life of a word that saves you. So you can be filled here and you are still dead. But there is something that comes when we are in the presence of God. You see, worship is a fullness of the hearts that declares that Jesus is Lord. So when we come into his presence and we are expressing ourselves and we express ourselves in the spirit but, but, but when the spirit overflows it touches the soul dimension. The psalmist was talking to his soul he said to his soul my soul why are you cast down within me? Trust in the Lord. So there is a place where the soul needs to align to the spirit. Hallelujah. So that's what we were doing. We touched the hearts. And the presence of God is manifested. We call it the Shekinah. And you know you can be a carrier of the Shekinah. You don't need to be in church. Everywhere you go, that Shekinah can be displayed. Yes. Yes. That Shekinah can be displayed. I've been to places, restaurants, where just I was sitting and the Shekinah was there. Yes, yes. The Shekinah was there. We had that experience, you and I, where we were sitting and the waiter ran. She came, she said, I can't help you guys. There is something I can't draw close to you. That was in, in a restaurant here in Bloomfontein. We were not preaching. We were having breakfast. And the glory was there on us. You can take this and change the atmosphere in your homes. Yeah, you can take this and change the atmosphere in your workplaces. Jesus changed atmospheres. When he gets into a place, everything aligns to his presence. And we have become so casual that our presence means nothing. You say, no, it's only God's presence, not my presence. It's in your presence. You don't understand. The glory is carried by you. So it's your presence. Hallelujah. It was, it's in your presence. They say they brought the sick so that the shadow of Peter, not the shadow of God, the shadow of Peter. He said the shadow of there is something that Christians need to understand. That God is longing to tabernacle in a real sense. God wants us to be the embodiment of the realities of heaven here on earth. You read the scripture where it said, Trust in the Lord and you shall establish. Believe in his prophet and you shall prosper. Have you noticed that he didn't say the name of a prophet? Because it was not the prophet, it was the office. So it was not believing in the men, but believing in the office. And when you believe in the office, you believe in the God of the office. Therefore, if I treat you as a brother, I get the reward of a brother. Yes. Yes. Spiritual realities. That's what I start to preach on. 
I told you that everything that happens in the natural is orchestrated in the spirit. You guys need to know that. It's not the ability of thinking. No. Sometimes we become so carnal that we believe that we can transform everything by the natural abilities. If I talk well, if I think well, it's not about that. It's about piecing the mystery beyond what you do. Piercing what, what lies beyond what you do. Piercing the power beyond what you do. Understanding that, that will set you free. Hallelujah. I say everything is orchestrated from the spiritual realm. Hallelujah. I want you to lift up your hand and say with me, say everything is orchestrated from the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. You got it. Everything is orchestrated from the spirit. Look, there is a scripture in the book of Genesis, chapter number 31, verse 10 to 12. Genesis 31, 10 to 12. I want us to read as I progress in what I started with. Genesis chapter number 31, verse 10 to 12. If you are new, I, I'm preaching already. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, And it came to pass at the time that the cattle conceived that I lift up my eyes and saw in a dream and behold, the ram which leaped upon the cattle were rings striped, speckled and how do you read that word? Bring it back. Grizzled. Okay, thank you. Let's go. And the angel of God spoke unto me in a dream, saying, Jacob. And I said, Here I am. And he said, Lift up now thy eyes and see all the ram which leap upon the cattle are ring struck, speckled, and grizzled. For I have seen all that Laban done unto thee. Hallelujah. Now, this Genesis 31 is the explanation of Genesis 30. In Genesis 30, we realize that Jacob said he took a stick, hallelujah, and uh, spilled the skin and make the stick stripe and put it on the water. And when the, 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 the animal came to drink and they met before the stick, the babies that came were spotted. Hallelujah. So, 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 so Jacob is explaining how it happened. Jacob is saying, before I do that, I saw it in the realm of the spirit. I don't know what I'm saying. Before the sheep became pregnant, rams from the spirit. Hallelujah. Before, before they mated in the natural, there was a meeting in the spirit. And Jacob saw that, so he reproduced what was in the spirit. Yeah, in the natural. Let me read to you. Please change the King James. Give her a new King James. That thing is, is painful. Please. <laughs> Hallelujah. We want to understand scripture. We don't want to swallow our tongue. Packets, tickets. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. In the book of Genesis chapter number 30, I want us to read from verse 37. Genesis 30 from verse, from verse 37. Genesis 30, I want to read from verse 37. It said, Now Jacob took for himself a rod of green poplar. Okay, now Jacob took for himself rods of green poplar and of the almond and uh, uh, chestnut trees. Peeled white stripes 
in them and exposed the white which was in the rod. And the rod which he had peeled is set before the flock in the gutters, in the watering floor where the flocks came to drink so that they should conceive when they came to drink. Hallelujah. So the flock conceived before the rod and the flock brought forth a strict speckle and spotted. Now, Jacob says, I took a rod and then I peeled some of it and I let, I let it white and, and I put it in the water when the flock came to drink. And when they were drinking, they were mating. And when they met, they look at the reflection in the water. And as they look, the reflection came inside of them. Now, now, now let me digress a bit. It means that everything you look has the ability to come inside of you. I don't know if you check what I'm saying. Everything you expose yourself to has the ability to enter you. Because when you expose yourself to, you give a legal right for that thing to influence you. Because it was your choice to look. So when you look, you have given permission for that thing to enter you. So Jacob used that principle. He put the stick in the water and the, 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 the animal came to drink. And when we were drinking, they were looking at it. So permission was given for their babies to take the color of what they were watching. So whatever you look, you might conceive and give birth to. Yes. That's why, that's why you must be selective. You must not be entertaining. You must be selective in what you watch. Because behind what you watch, there is a principle. Oh, they didn't make that movie just to entertain you. They made it so that they can have a legal access to your life. While you are laughing, your future is being destroyed. While you are enjoying, somebody's messing up with your future. But Jacob came to explain in, in, in Genesis 31. He said, actually, what I did, some, it was already happening in the spirit. Oh, put again Genesis 31 from 10 so that you can read and understand what I'm trying to say. So everything that happened in the natural has happened in the spirit. Hallelujah. Let's go, let's go. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Genesis, yes. And it happened at that time when the flock conceived that I lift up my eyes and saw in a dream. He saw where? Uh-huh. He's explaining what happened there. He saw, I saw in a dream and behold, the ram which leaped upon the flock. It means the ram that were mating with the flock. But that happened already in a dream. You understand? He, were, he was talking about their color. Remember? Remember? <laughs> Remember that, that, that Laban has removed all the ram that has spot. So the ram that were mating him natural were spotless. But while they were mating, there is another ram from the spirit that entered the ram of the natural so that their skin looked spotless, but their spirit was spotted. In a way that when they met it, what came out was what was reflected in the spirit. So it's not everything you see that there is. Yes. Yes. It's not everything you see. So, 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 so things are happening in the spirit. Some of you are bouncing on walls and stuff and don't know what is happening. It looks like there is nothing, but whenever you come there, you fail. And you don't understand why you fail. You don't know there is a wall. You think you are passing, but you are being stopped. Your judgment is only natural. Your judgment is not spiritual. So, so, so let me tell you this morning that there is an answer to all this. Hallelujah. 
Jacob had an answer. The realm were not, were, were spotless. But God. God brought other realms that Laban was not aware of. Hallelujah. So, so, so things are orchestrated in the spirit. Jesus said, pray this way. He said, your will be done on earth as it is where? So there is a will already established in the heavens and that will need to pierce through the natural. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. When he asked Moses to contract the tabernacle, he said, make sure that you contract according to what I show you. So there are already a model of the tabernacle in the heavens. And the role of Moses was to bring it here down on earth. So your life is already completed. All you need to know is to pierce the dimension of the spirit and bring to the natural what is already conceived in the spirit. Yes. That's why we can tell you by prophecy what is going to happen. Because it has already been connected, instructed in the spirit. It's already done. Last time, something was happening in a country. And in December, we prophesied that thing here. So I cut the prophecy and send it to the head of state. I say, this is what was said about your country. And he said, thank you for praying for us. Look, things that are happening have already happened. Come on, you don't, you don't know. You think prophecy is not to create something. Prophecy is to tell. Prophecy is to foresee and tell. When Agabus prophesied the famine, he was not creating a famine. He saw that the famine had already happened. So he told the people, there will be a famine. When Pharaoh had the dream of a famine in the land of Egypt, it was already done because the thin cows and the fat cows have already fought the battle. It finished. That's why Jesus says, we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do the work that he has prepared in advance for us. That was the revelation of the Apostle Paul. He walks in the works that are already prepared for him. Jesus daily walked in the works that were already prepared for him. He didn't go to a town if he didn't see himself there before. One time he had a crusade and many people were healed and people want to keep him there. He said, no, I have to go to the other town too because for such I have come. So Jesus knew that sitting here is not good. Even if the crowd is growing, I have seen myself somebody somewhere else. You need to understand the dimensions of the spirit. I say you need to understand the dimensions of the spirit. You need to understand that. You need to understand that. You need to understand that. I'm giving examples so that you can see what I'm talking about. One time, I was sleeping and I saw one of my child being sick. So I woke up, I said to my child, my wife, is our child okay? She said, yes. She said, why? I said, it was just a dream. And I didn't pay attention to, two days later, the thing I saw happen. So it was already done. But God was showing me so that I can blow it. But I thought, okay, it was just a dream. And I didn't care for that. And, and, and you know what? It hit us because we didn't care for it. When God shows you things, it's not because he says it's going to happen. He's showing you so that you can, oh my God. So that through prayer, you may be able to shift around the thing. So that you may be able to change the things. The only thing that are unchangeable is the event of end time. Because these are biblical prophecies concerning Messiah. This one we can't pray against. Beside that, anything is changeable. Yes. Anything is changeable. I was flying one time and somebody had a dream and they came to me. Somebody that I respected, they came to me and said, no, the plane crashed. 
So I say, which one? They say the one you are in. I say, thank you for that. It's not crashing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> because now I know. So I have to cancel that wind from the spirit and say, not my plane. And we went and we came back. Fine. Somebody had a dream where my wife was in a terrible accident. We don't despise those things. When they told me, I said, not with us. We have to jump ahead of that thing and cancel it before it comes. Listen, things are already programmed in the spirit. When you don't know it, you, it hits you. I'm giving examples so that you can see. One time I was going out of a gate, and when I caught out of a gate, I was in an open vision. And, and I was driving, but I was not driving. I was driving the road, but I was in a vision. And I saw I had a terrible accident, and I was bleeding from the mouth when I wanted to talk. And I was looking at it, and I said, no, in the name of Jesus, not this time. While I was speaking, there was a car that came and suddenly came to my lane. People, I don't know how I manage. When I look into my mirror, the car following me were in the bush. They didn't want to be in the accident. I don't know how I passed the car. When I arrived at the circle, the car followed me. They stopped and they started to clap. And they told me, you are a good driver. I said, no, I'm not a good driver. I'm not a good driver. My God, pick me out of that circumstance. Yes, yes. Imagine, imagine if I haven't seen it. They would have told you your pastor is dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not time yet. So God, God is a God that is good. If you are sensitive in the spirit, nothing will catch you by surprise. Because those things are already done. Hey, Nkosi. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, how are the things orchestrated in the spirit? I'm going to, because of time, I'm going to take that point and uh, we'll carry on next Sunday. How are things orchestrated in the spirit? Number one, and that you need to put down. Orchestration in the spirit demands cooperation from earth. Do you hear what I'm saying? Orchestration, an orchestration in the spirit demands cooperation of the earth or from the earth. Hallelujah. We call it the law of authorization or the legal law of access. The law of authorization or the legal law of access. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. So it means that things in the spirit are orchestrated in cooperation with things of the earth. Have you read the scripture that God, they say, God does nothing unless he reveals it to your prophet? Have you read that scripture? Okay. Okay. One of the law of access is called covenant. Somebody say covenant. One of the law of access is covenant. We know that covenant is an agreement between two parties. Hallelujah. And covenant are transgenerational. You need to know that. Covenants are transgenerational. God gave a covenant to Abraham and that covenant spilled over to the children and children and children. Because the covenant is transgenerational. A covenant is a legal access, is a legal entry point from the spirit to the natural. So when, when the covenant of the blood of Jesus came from the spirit, it became a legal access so that full faith God can come and interfere in our affairs. It's all upon the covenant. Without the covenant, this faith will mean nothing. 
but faith rests on the covenant, the blood. Hallelujah. Covenants are systems that are made either through speaking or through blood. Hallelujah. They are made through speaking or through blood. And you know that blood is a powerful thing. The Bible says the life is in the blood. Hallelujah. So, so, so when there is a covenant, there is a voice to that covenant. And the covenant speaks. The Bible says the blood speaks. Oh, I'm trying to run you through, walk you through scripture. Hallelujah. The blood speaks. Remember the Bible talks about the blood of Abel and the blood of Jesus. And say in the book of Hebrew, we say the blood of Jesus speaks of better things than the one of Abel. Hallelujah. So, so, so the blood speaks, so the covenant speaks. So it means that when you are in covenant, that covenant speaks. Hallelujah. So when you enter, when you are born, listen, I say something somewhere that, that shocked people, and I want to say it here again. I say it in every course. I say that, that Christians are not in covenant with God. It's quiet. Remember, I said, Christians are not in covenant with God. Amen? Uh-huh. Yes. 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 God is in covenant with Israel. But God was never in covenant with us. I don't know. No. <laughs> because you were not there. He was dealing with specific people. He was not dealing with everybody. Now, where do we come in? Where do we come in? The covenant with Israel produced the birth of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen? Follow me. The covenant with Israel produced the birth of Jesus because he said, you, Judah, you have a list among the tribe, but through you, not through the church, through Judah. And Judah is not the church. Judah is a tribe in Israel. Hallelujah. Follow me, follow me, don't lose me. So Judah is a tribe. And he said, the Messiah will be born through Judah. Hallelujah. Now, when the Messiah was born through Judah, if you read Jeremiah 31, God said, in those days, I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel. It's in Jeremiah 31. He said, I will give them a new heart, and I will give them a new spirit. Scholar of the Bible, you understand what I'm saying? It's a covenant. Hallelujah. He didn't say, I will make a, a new covenant with the nations. He said, I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel. Hallelujah. Now, I say, where do we come in? We come in at John chapter number 1, verse 12. He said to all who believe in him, he gave them power to become children. John, you have children. Are you in covenant with them? You are in covenant with your wife and your children are the result of that covenant. The church is a result of a covenant. So, so we Christian, we are not bound by the laws of a covenant. Why? Because we are the products. We are born. We are heirs of a kingdom. We are, you don't understand what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? That's why we are not bound of respecting the regulation of a covenant because we are children of God. I'm not in covenant with my dad. I'm an heir of my dad. I can't break... My dad cannot break. It's a blood relationship. So my dad can be angry and say, you are not my child anymore, but my, my DNA speaks. If you understand what I'm telling you, you will be free. You will be free. You will understand that, that there is something bigger. That when God looks at you, he looks at you as his own child. 
Hallelujah. Amen. God forbid. A marriage, they can split. But even if they split, the children remain this. So, the reason why, by study, we understand that we are partaker of a covenant, but we are not the, the one in covenant. We are born for God. He says you've been born not with perishable thing, but in perishable thing through the word of God that abides. Hallelujah. So the word of God becomes your DNA. So they can test who your father is. Do you understand that covenant does not transfer DNA? I don't have the same DNA with my wife. Although we are in strong covenant, but if you take David, covenant does not transfer DNA. It's birth that transfers DNA. The purpose of a covenant is to give reproduction. So the purpose of God's covenant with the house of Israel is to bring a new breed. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. He is a new creature. The old is gone. What is he talking about? The old covenant. (laughs) Now everything has become new. So it means that as you are sitting here, you are sitting here, the basis of your birth is the blood. That's why you can call upon the blood. Oh, I'm talking about spiritual things here. This, this is not preaching Sunday school. So, so if you attend church where they preach Sunday school stuff, you might not hear this. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm trying to teach you something here. That you are bigger. You are bigger than what you think. Amen. You are a reproduction. The Bible says that he is a technon. He says you are a child of God, which means a technon, a, a, a conformed copy of the original, a certified copy of the original. It means that this one can do the job that the other one does. Because when I take my certified ID anywhere, they take it. They don't need to see the ID. It's already certified. So the certification is the reproduction of the original. So God said we become the reproduction of the original. We are a conformed copy with certification, which is the blood. So that's why God, Jesus came and said, go heal the sick. He said, what I do, you can do. Why? Because you are a technon. I say you are a technon. That's why if you read prophecy, in the end time, God will come and deal again with the house of Israel. But he's not coming to deal with Christians. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. You don't understand what I'm saying. Look at your end time prophecies. They are centered about Israel, not the church. Because the church has nothing to do with that. The church is God's image. So we are not into that. So, so when we are talking about those things, I know I'm not part of it because I'm a new breed. I'm a new breed. I'm a new breed. I'm a new breed. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus is not coming back to South Africa. He's coming back to the house of Israel. His dealing is still there. We, we are caught up. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. We are caught up. <laughs> yes, because we are different species operating with different understanding. Yes. So, so, so there are legal accesses. And I say, when is coming in? His covenant. You need to understand that when you are born in the human flesh, you are in covenant with the devil already. Yes. Yes. 
That's what the Bible says, we are all, we all sinned. I mean, you were not very bad, they say you sinned. Where did you sin? Where were you? You were not in Eden, they say you sinned. Because, because there is a, a covenant that was established through that sin. Because the devil needs the cooperation of human beings to have a legal access to what they have. So that's why, through manipulation, he introduced them to a fruit. But he didn't put the fruit in their, in their mouths. Because, he, because they need to be part of that. So he taught them that the, the fruit was good. Hallelujah. And tasty. And tasty. You know how I interpret that? Because you cannot see something that a fruit is tasty just by the look. You can imagine it's tasty if somebody is eating it. So I'm sure the devil picked one and was eating juicy, and the woman said, yeah, this is good. <laughs> and then she realized, oh, that thing ate, it didn't die. And because the, play, the, the whole thing about the Garden of Eden was between death and life. You guys must understand that. When the Bible talked about sin, it was between death and life. He didn't say, if you eat, you are sin. He said, if you eat, you will die. So when, when, because the tree of knowledge of good and evil was already eaten by the devil himself. And that's why he was fooled. <laughs> you call it pride, it was a fruit. When he tasted of a fruit, because if you understand, Robert talked about the fruit of the spirit. Uh-huh, and he talks about gentleness, good, they are fruits. Hallelujah. So, so, so the outcome of a life is a fruit. So pride is a fruit. So actually the devil tested of a fruit in the garden, in heaven. And that fruit was pride. The same fruit was in the garden of Eden. Why do we know that? Because God said, if you eat, you will know. So they said, we can know even better. Pride started to come in. They tested of a fruit of pride. And the same judgment was given to them. They were cast out of the presence of God the same way the devil was cast out of the presence of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. But then, when they were cast out, because God made them in his image, he made a way for them to come back. Huh? Hallelujah. He made a way for them to come back. So he planted another tree. He planted another tree. And this time, this tree produces bread. He said, I'm the bread of life. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood will have life. So now, <laughs> now he planted another tree. And the tree, you can access it by faith and by believing. It's by choice. So you can eat it by choice and you can refuse it by choice. When you refuse it, you are condemned. When you eat it, you have life. The issue is about life. Hallelujah. So, so, so when you are born in the flesh, you are in covenant with the devil. Yes. Now, when you are born through Christ, you, are in, you, are, you, you, you become children of God. Hallelujah. Hmm. So when you, you are born through the flesh, the result of that covenant in the Garden of Eden make you a child of a devil. A seed. Jesus said to the people, you are a seed of a devil. It means you are children of evil. Hallelujah. Where am I going with this? I will bring it home. Don't worry. So, a, when you are a child, you don't leave the, child, the house of your father and go and sit in another house and say, from today, you have become my father. Do you understand? It does not work like that. Huh? Okay. For you to become his child, there needs to be a legal adoption. Uh-huh. So a legal adoption means you need to renounce your right of child, children here. I don't know if you catch what I'm saying. 
can you just wake up and say, today I'm convinced I'm a child of Leon. Then I'm sitting in his house. <laughs> I'm not his child. They need, what happened is that they need to be a legal process. Huh? For which I renounce my origin and then I receive the origin. Christians are born again through ignorance. That's why they suffer. You know the day they got born again, they say, Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And that's all. Because the Bible says, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. And whoever believes in Jesus is saved. So they say, finished. I am saved. I am saved. But they, they forgot that they got hooked somewhere with a legal process. They forgot. They got hooked with a legal process somewhere. So, now they are saved, and then they are claiming, I am saved. But as they go, the same sickness that was in the mother starts to manifest in them. And they say, in Jesus' name, I beat it. I am no, I am new. But the more you say that, the more the sickness is there. Oh, you don't check what I'm saying. They said, no, I am this. You know what happened to me? The Lord started to teach me this with one experience. My father, brother, suffered from sugar diabetes. And my father suffered from blood, high blood pressure. And one year, it's a few years ago, I woke up one morning and I experienced the symptom of high blood pressure. And I said, Why, where is this coming from? I'm born again. And then we went to a doctor, Leon, Leon and I, we went there, and they checked me and they said, hey, is anyone in your family having sugar diabetes? I said, no. <laughs> you think I was like, because I'm now in the family of Christ, and in the family of Christ, there is no such a thing. I said, no, we don't have. They said, high blood pressure. I said, no. <laughs> and the doctor said, but there are signs in your blood. That shows this thing. I came home and said, Lord, I'm a new creature. I don't have that. And then the Lord started to explain to me the legal processes. And then what I did, I said, Lord, when I was getting saved, I did not renounce those things. So now, in the name of Jesus, I renounce. All these nonsenses is not part of me. I'm hooked in the family of Christ because there need to be a divorce before and have a marriage. Divorce is broken by this, either by cheating or death. It means the covenant is broken in those two instances. So there's a legal, there's an act that breaks the covenant. So if the covenant was a spoken covenant, when I go, I, I, I pledge myself to Christ so I can be born again. But what I do, also because I'm conscious of where I'm coming from, I say, Satan, I have nothing to do with that anymore. I block an access there. No, it's not important to do that for you. But you will realize that as you go, you will realize the same thing that happened to parents are happening to you. You can claim it. You can fight sometimes. Not everybody, but sometimes people, it happens. Yes. Yes. I see families that they are all born again. And they love God. But then, they don't get married. And we claim it. For 10 years, we claim it. We speak all the blasphemy. I, 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 listen, I'm not talking about, I'm not going into curses. I'm trying to tell you, at your salvation, the right way is to renounce and accept. That's the right way. Renounce there, accept. Hallelujah. Renounce there, accept. When you have done that, it is finished. There's no power over you anymore. So you don't need to go and dig, dig the grave, what happened. Yeah, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a simple process of new birth. Hallelujah. Look at how Jesus explained the new birth to Nicodemus. In John chapter number three, he said, unless you are born... Again, you cannot see the kingdom. And Nicodemus was talking, he said, no, if you are not born of a spirit and water, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Do you understand that there are two dimensions there? There is the, the spirit and water. I say the spirit and water. 
The spirit talks about spiritual realities. The water talks about natural realities. So in your new birth, there is the combination of spirit and natural. So because there is this combination of spirit and natural, in your new birth, you need to accept these two processes. That in the natural, I disconnect myself. In the spirit, I accept. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's just simple. It's just simple. I, I, you say, but where did you see that? In the Bible. I'll show you. Hallelujah. Yeah. I'll show you. Hmm. Jesus was talking to the disciples. And he said... If a man does not hate his father and his mother, eh? he cannot follow me. He's not talking about hating them. He's talking about separating from them. He's talking about cutting the umbilical cords. He said, if a man does not do that, he cannot follow me. Why? Because the umbilical cord will pull him always back. When you are born in the natural, they sever the umbilical cord from your mother so that wherever you go, your mother is not going with you. Why do you think in the spirit there is no umbilical cord that you need to cut? Hallelujah. And you can take it, you can leave it. It's fine. It does not worry me. But you come for prayer. I need breakthrough. I need this. While we are in breakthrough, you are praying for breakthrough. <laughs> Hallelujah. And when I went home and I said that, those things disappeared. I say it disappeared 100%. Yes. Those turning, when I sleep, my head is turning like if I'm under, it went. And those blood things, I mean, if I drink, Coke, I drink a, a Coke, a small bottle. When I go home, I'm like a drunk man. I, I, it, was, it was over. All these things. Hallelujah. Gone. Because I got a key. I said because I got a key. I got a key. And listen, listen my voice clearly. In everything, there is exaggeration. People got the revelation, and now they taught it this way. If you are born again, you must go and cut. You must do this. You... That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a simple act of renunciation from your heart. I'm not part of it anymore. In the name of Je- I'm a new creation in Christ. I don't accept those things because it's not part of me. Hallelujah. I have accepted Christ, and that will be my reality. That's what you do. And it's finished. You know, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus has a desire to see God. But he was aware of his own inabilities. Amen. He ran and he climbed to a tree. And when Jesus came there, Jesus said, Zacchaeus, you've done well. Come down now. Hallelujah. What is that teaching us? If you are not aware of your own weaknesses, you cannot enter the presence. Hallelujah. You are aware that something is short, and then you demand that from the spirit, something may complete you. So, so, so you must understand that, that these are the realities that, that I want to talk, talk to you about. There are many other realities that I will talk about, like the law of ignorance. It's a reality in the spirit. My people die because of lack of knowledge. So the law of ignorance is an entry point for distraction. It means that when you are ignorant, you are a candidate for distraction. Yes. When you are ignorant, you are a candidate for distraction. But when you know, you are a candidate for life. You shall know the truth and the truth shall. Hallelujah. So, so there, are, there, are, there are accesses that we give and we are not aware of. And that's why we must be mindful. We must be mindful of what we think. You know, some people, 
And I, I don't justify that. They said that uh, I'm like this because I was born like that. You understand? My genes are like this. Do you know you can change it? <laughs> I don't argue maybe you were born like that. That's not my problem. I was not there when you were born. You understand? So I cannot tell you were not born like that. But then you can be born again. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you can come and say, Lord, I was born like this. I renounce it. In the name of Jesus, now I take on the new birth. So you renounce it and you take on the new birth. That's why you have Christians in the kingdom. They are born again, but the way they were born is still influencing them. People, people that are confused, they don't know if you have a guy or a, a, a girl. I said it. <laughs> what I'm saying is that today you can be sober. Yes. Maybe you were born a certain type. But Jesus is offering you an opportunity to renounce that and to come to be born again in a new way. We were all sinners. I was born a sinner. But today I'm not a sinner anymore because I renounced that life and I accepted Jesus. So salvation implies renunciation. I, I'm trying to bring this point home so that you can know. Salvation implies renunciation. Salvation, I went to a country. You see, I went to a country. I was preaching Jesus. And they said, oh, we want to be born again. We want to be born again. I said, okay, let's pray. So we did the prayer of salvation. But we realized that it was not new birth. They, took, they made the image of Jesus and they put it in a shrine next to another God. So for them... There is nothing. I just accept this one. I put it with my God. They didn't renounce their God. They just put Jesus among their God. I'm talking about real case here. I don't want to say the name of countries, but I was in a country like that. Hallelujah. Where people don't renounce, they, they add. So salvation is not an adding. Salvation is a renunciation and receiving. We are not adding Jesus to our life. They say, when I, when I got Jesus, you got him where? <laughs> when Jesus came in my life, that's why you are so messed up. Because he came in your life. When I, you must say, when I died to my life. <laughs> and I took on the life of Jesus. Not a proper language in the spirit. It's not a language that makes no sense. I want to encourage you. People, go and study it. I said many things. But I want you to go and sit with your Bible and go for it. In the book of Acts chapter number 19, people were magicians. When they got saved, they said they bought their books of magic. And they burned them publicly. What was that? Renunciation. Because they could say we are born again. These books are nothing anymore. We just keep them but we don't use them. They came and publicly they did what? They renounced. So that the power of magic has no influence on them anymore. I want you to understand that. In the spirit, there is renunciation and there is acceptance. That's how it works in the spirit. You renounce and you accept. There was a, there was a situation... Or let me say this way, not somebody think I'm talking about him. Now, if you are married in South Africa and you go alone uh, to Zambia, does it cancel your marriage? You just change location. <laughs> so when you go there and you cheat them and you get married, now when this dear woman goes there, what is going to happen? She's going to claim. Because there is an arrangement here that was not cancelled. That's what the devil does with Christian. He just claims. Because he knows the principle and the legalities in the spirit. He knows that this man is sincere, but he just changed location. He did not change the arrangement. So he comes in, and you are battling him, and nothing is happening. 
because he thinks that you didn't tell me. Ah, we are married. Now you got married without telling me. So in the spirit, there is two alliances. Ah, you don't. That's the whole thing of marriage Paul is talking about. By death or by adultery. Adultery is a renunciation of your covenant with your wife or your husband. Do you know that when you commit adultery, it's a renunciation? It means in the truth you say, I'm finished with her. Because you have become one with another woman. So it's a renunciation. Adultery is a renunciation of a covenant. Adultery is not just falling into sin. It's a renunciation of a covenant of marriage. The same way that death is a renunciation of a covenant. The apostle Paul said, when one dies, the covenant is gone. So this one can marry again. When one commits adultery, the covenant is gone. So this one also is free to remarry. Hallelujah. These are the two conditions. The other one we can talk about. But I'm talking about biblical conditions. It's case by case. So the other one we can talk about. The spirit can instruct us according to the case. But I'm talking about the, what is written. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. So your life is written in the book of life. Hallelujah. Amen. You erase your name there. You write your name here. Yeah. I'm praying that you may understand those spiritual dealings. Yes. It will help you. Yeah. Hallelujah. It will help you. It will help you. Life is spiritual. Yeah. I say life is spiritual. Yeah. Life is spiritual. Yeah. And if you don't understand the spirituality of life, Woo! You mess up. My people perish because of lack of knowledge. My people perish because of lack of knowledge. So today, it's a very exciting day where you can say, Father, hmm, I've been going on. I've been doing all the warfares and I don't know why this thing is not leaving me. Maybe, 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 maybe I was not touched. That the day I was saved, I was to renounce also. Hallelujah. So because Satan is a lawbreaker. He's a lawbreaker. So you, are, you say you are saved. He, he does not care. Yeah, because he knows that there's a contract with him. Hallelujah. So your new birth, today, as you renounce, you will explore things that you have never explored before in your life. You will grow from strength to strength and from glory to glory. Hallelujah. I know this preaching makes you think a lot. eh? You are debating between your mind. You can debate. But, but, but yes, but, 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 the Apostle Paul says, he said, I forsook what was behind. I renounced it. It's all in your Bible, but you don't read it the way you should read it. He said, I press on. What did I do? Forsaking what is behind. Renouncing them. He said, what was gained to me, I look it as dirt. It means I have renounced it. And now I'm stretching towards the goal to win Christ. But he couldn't hold on on those things and pursue Christ. He needed to say no more and pursue Christ. Hallelujah. No more and pursue Christ. No more and pursue Christ. If I live, it's not me living anymore. It is Christ living in me. The life I live now, I live it in the Son of God that loved me and died for me. You will finish the struggle of the flesh. Hallelujah. Can we give a big hand to our Lord? Thank you, Holy Spirit. 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 I say thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I just came to just tick, just tick on your mind so that you can go and think. Hallelujah. I don't know why Christians are like that. 
They believe in all the other laws except for the laws of the kingdom. Yes. They believe if they jump from this roof, they will break their leg. That is normal. But you don't say, because I'm born again, I will not break my leg. Eh? <laughs> there are laws that are, that are established. And we are here to reveal them to you so that you can grow in the Lord. I don't mean you are not saved. Listen to my voice. I'm not, I'm not mean you are not saved. But I say it will help with some of the claim that Satan has a very love of people that they experience even when they are born again. Hallelujah. Amen. You understand that when you were born again, your DNA didn't change. Your physical DNA didn't change. So if I test you, you still have the DNA of your parents. Hallelujah. So if you still have a DNA, naturally, those things are in there. For you not to experience them, you need to, have, to go to a higher law that supplants this law. Hallelujah. It means in the spirit you detach yourself from the reality of that DNA. And you accept the DNA of God. That's simple. Thank you, Jesus. I say thank you, Jesus. I say thank you, Jesus. I say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I say hallelujah. We're going to stand up. If you don't want to do it, don't do it, eh? Uh-huh. I don't force anyone. Uh-huh. Stand up. And I want you to do this with me for those who want to. If you don't want to, it's not a problem. I don't worry. But if you want to, you can do it. Lift up your hands. Say, Father, I am born again. I receive my salvation. But today, before heaven and hell, I declare. I have nothing to do with Satan. I have nothing to do with his inheritance. I have nothing to do with luggages of my family. I'm a new person in Christ. I block all the legal accesses in my life. And I authorize the Holy Spirit to the champion of my life. I will not suffer any disease that comes from my natural family because I am in Christ now. I will not suffer poverty the way they do. I will not struggle like my father or my mother. I am a new person in Christ. I will not end up the way they end up. In the name of Jesus, I receive grace today and I declare that I am a child of God. I'm disconnected from darkness and now I receive all inheritance everything that was kept away I receive it right now I receive prosperity I receive joy I receive health I receive power from the Holy Ghost it's an open channel now therefore I take back everything that was stolen from me. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 I want the worship team to come and we're going to rejoice. You know what you just did? My Lord, help me. My God, help me. What you just did is you have severed the umbilical cords. It's gone. I say it's gone. That's why I'm confident. That's why I'm confident. Sugar diabetes is not my portion. I'm confident. High blood pressure is not my portion. I am confident. What my father couldn't achieve, I will achieve. I am so confident. I'm so confident. That in my family, I am the head. I am so confident. If they want to be the head, they must do what I did. Otherwise, sorry. My Lord. Is there people that were not born again but want to give their life to Christ today before we rejoice and we go home? We haven't done offering and we haven't uh, taken communion. But if anyone wants to give his life to Jesus today, lift up your hand, please, from where you are, quickly. Lift up your hands quickly. 
If you say today, thank you, thank you, come in front, come in front quickly, Rania, Rania, come. Come, 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 come. If you say today is my day, if you say today is my day, come. We have no time, we have no time. We need to, come, 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 quickly, quickly, quickly. You say it's my day, you need to run in front quickly. We don't have time, we don't have time. Come on, 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 come on. You have to come quickly, you have to come quickly. It's your time of salvation. It's your time of salvation. Come on, come on, quickly. Continue to come, people are coming. Come on, quickly, quickly, quickly. Run in front, run in front. Run in front, it's your time for salvation. It's your time for salvation. Let's go quickly. And I want you to pray with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I understand salvation today. You died for my sins and you rose again. Today, I forsake my life and I take on your life because you died for me and you rose again. I believe in you. I declare that you are my Lord. In the name of Jesus. Today, before the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light, I declare I'm not part of darkness anymore. I'm not part of my family roots anymore. I am part of Jesus' genealogy. Thank you, Lord, for today I am saved. I am blessed. In the name of Jesus. Amen.